Hello, friend. Welcome back to another episode of Life Coach BFF Show. I'm your host and your BFF, Heather Petty, and I'm so happy you're here. I love this time with you. And what I really love is the ability to bring individuals into your life through this platform that are inspiring and encouraging. I like to bring them into your world, into your earbuds. I like for them to help motivate you, cause you to dream, dream big, whatever that might be. Some of you may be thinking, I don't want to dream any further than this sofa, and that's fine too. But I love for you to hear stories especially faith-filled stories. And today you are in for such a treat because Kelly Roach is with us. Kelly is a former NFL cheerleader and Fortune 500 executive turned eight-figure-plus entrepreneur, empowering thousands around the globe to achieve financial and lifestyle freedom through entrepreneurship. Kelly is a best-selling author, top 20 podcast host, and philanthropist who has been featured in major media such as ABC, NBC, Fox, and Forbes, as well as the recipient of prestigious awards such as number 287 on the Inc. 5000 list, the Stevie Awards Woman of the Year, Titan CEO of the Year and Inc.'s Best in Business. I can't wait for you to meet our new BFF. Let's go. Life Coach BFF Show with me, your friend Heather, because we all need a BFF to take this journey called Life With. This is a podcast for midlife women who want to remain sane and find joy. We're living with purpose and determination to get all the goody out of life because I believe God made the goody for his people, you and me. So hop aboard this train of intention, come and sit on my porch and rest or pop in your earbuds and let's take a walk together. I'm just so grateful you're here. Hi Kelly, welcome to the show. I'm so glad to see you. Hi, thanks for having me. Thank you for coming on. You ha have built an eight-figure empire, which is incredible to me. Let's talk a little bit about your background and what led up to this. Yeah, definitely. I started my career working for a Fortune 500, and I started in the most entry-level job in the company. And I was basically the first person in and the last person out pretty much every day for a decade. I got promoted seven times in eight years, so I became wow. the youngest senior vice president in the company, and I ended up building a team, starting with hiring my very first person in a new location and ended up growing that to a team of 100 people and basically went from managing one location to managing 17. And so that is where I learned everything about business, about leadership, about coaching people, hiring, training building championship teams, pouring into people, the highs and lows of business, the seasons of expansion and contraction and all of those things. And, you know, I, I had one lifetime there in corporate and it was great and I learned so much. And, you know, as I got older and, and had that experience under my belt, I really, you know, began to really ask myself, like, what do I want my life, my actual life to be about? And I really wanted to take what I had learned and apply it to something where I felt like I could make a difference in the world and where I could be helping people and, you know, creating generational change. And that's why I decided to get started coaching small businesses, because I figured that if I took 
what I had learned in corporate America and I could help small businesses to be successful or even to stay in business that I could, you know, make a difference and help a lot of families and help a lot of people make their dreams come true. And that's what I've been doing since 2012. Yes, you have been making a lot of people's dreams come true and you serve others so well, Kelly. And that's obvious in everything that you do. You talk about faith on your podcast, The Kelly Wrote Show. And yeah. what part has faith played in your business? How is that significant for you? Yeah, I mean, I don't, I wouldn't be here, right? I wouldn't be here at all. You know, I think business is really hard. I think that as a CEO, you, you pretty much take hits every day. And, you know, for me, the way that I see business and the way that I see what I do and what I'm doing with my life is just using the gifts that God gave me to my greatest potential and capacity. I think that we each are given different gifts. And, you know, our goal of our life is to take those gifts and share them with as many people as possible and do everything we can do to honor those gifts by utilizing them. Right. Right. I I think the, the key thing is with that is that you know, just because God gave you those gifts to use doesn't mean that it's going to be easy to put them to work, right? And I think that gets confused sometimes. So, you know, faith has really been the centerpiece of how I have continued to build, how I make decisions, how I show up as a leader, how I I, I try to inspire others to also see their business, not just as a vehicle for, you know, monetary change, but also impact and, and you know, glorifying God with the decisions that we make, especially because I, I specialize in teaching service providers. So, you know, we have very direct and close proximity with our clients, right? So every person that we work with, we really have an opportunity to make a lasting difference in the world. And, you know, for me, I kept my faith very private for almost, you know, 10 years as a business leader online. I I really tucked it away and it was something that I kept in my own, you know, personal life and private life and I never really talked about it. And, you know, then there came a turning point where I saw so many business owners going out of business and so frustrated and I began to see so much like anxiety and depression in the entrepreneurial space. And, And I realized what was happening is that as society has become more and more godless, less and less people are running their business on the fuel of faith. And I think because of that, when you take those hard hits and when you have those really challenging things, you feel like you don't have anywhere to turn. You don't know where to go or what to do. And I think for a lot of people, they feel like hopeless in those situations. And so I made the decision, you know, I guess it's like a year ago now to really start talking about faith like every day. Like basically it's like a part of everything that I do all the time now and every person that I interact with. And, you know, my goal is just that if someone interacts with me and they feel there's a positive energy and they see that I'm a person of faith, that maybe they'll say to themselves, well, you know, this seems to be a good thing in her life. Maybe that's something that I could consider for myself. Maybe that's something that could help me too. And maybe more people will start to explore what what faith can mean in their life and in their business and and how you know bringing God into your business can can truly help you to become the leader that you want to be but also to sustain hope and purpose and perseverance and fortitude even through tough things you know 
Yeah. And life is tough. I mean, life is hard and, and we yeah. need something that we that's dependable that we can rely on. And I love that you're offering that to your clients. Yeah. I really do. Yeah. As a high level entrepreneur, stress management is key, Kelly. And you, you just amaze me. I just want to say that you amaze me. I mean, you're just so confident and put together. It's I can't imagine that there's anything that you can't do or, or you wouldn't try at least. It has to be stressful at times. Like, how do you handle that? Yeah, super stressful. I mean, I'll be really honest. You know, I have to work every day at managing stress and growing my capacity. I make exercise a non-negotiable, make praying every day a non-negotiable. I try to do pretty well with meditation. I still have a lot of work to do on that, but I'm doing really well with Bible study. I'm doing really well with exercise, you know, trying to work on my nutrition. You know, it's just all those things we learn in kindergarten, right, that we forget as we get older. I'm trying to do well with the basics, and I find that that helps a lot. Yeah, and we just need to play more. I think we need yeah. to laugh and play For more. Sure. We For really sure. Think. It's so true, and it's so funny that you say that because— Literally this weekend, I was like having a down weekend. I just got done a huge launch. So I was like exhausted. I just wanted downtime, whatever. And my daughter was like, come on, let's do cheerleading stunts. I want to do cheerleading stunts. Will you be my base? And so I'm like literally like basing my daughter and she's doing these stunts and whatever. And I totally like didn't want to do it. And then like once I was doing it, we had so much fun and it was such a like great bonding moment and time for us. But you're so right. Like we need time for play. We need time for connection. We need time for, you know, family and just unplugging. And I think it's just, you know, remembering those things and giving ourselves grace, you know, to do that. I cannot even imagine having a mother who was a former NFL cheerleader. Kelly, if I was your daughter, I would drive you crazy. <laughs> I would want to tumble all the time. Mom, look at this. Watch me. I would just um, bananas. I really would. Yeah. No, Madison's so cute. And it's so funny because you never know if your kids are actually going to either like the same things that you did or like want to go the opposite direction, right? Like you never know. But it's so funny because Madison has, she's done basketball, she's done soccer, she's done all the things, but she is like 100% dance, gymnastics, cheerleading, which is exactly what I did my whole life, which is crazy to me. But, and she's so good at it. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is crazy. How fun. So I got to go to her first cheerleading competition recently, and that was really fun. So it's very, very exciting to see that, you know, that's kind of the stuff that she's attracted to and really enjoying. Well, yes, and you can enjoy that alongside her. You yeah. can relive the whole thing yes. again, which is so great. I love that. For sure. Did you ever imagine, Kelly, when you were 12 years old, which is around the age of your daughter now, did you ever imagine that you would be where you are today? <sighs> I didn't. I didn't. But you know what? I did. One thing I think my parents did a really good job of is they would always tell us that we were special. Yeah. And they would always tell us how much they loved us and how much God loved us and to hold ourselves to a high standard. So I had no idea what I was going to do with my life. I never wanted to be a business owner. That was not my dream. I didn't know what I was going to do or where I was going to go, but I, I did believe my parents when they would tell me, like, you're special, like, hold yourself to a high standard. And so, you know, my whole life, I, I always tried to just apply myself to whatever I was doing, like, do the best, like, even when I was waitressing, like, I would do the best that I could do. I would be the best that I could be. And I think that just 
like remembering that we are special and that we were chosen and that we're here for a reason and to just do our best each day. You know, I think that's just it's such a simple thing, but we forget that, you know. I agree. And there's so many women that I coach and you mentioned using your gifts and your purpose and I'm 100% for unpacking your gifts. But I have so many women that will say to me that they don't feel like they're good enough. Hmm. They're constantly babbling, I'm not good enough. Do you ever have those thoughts? Do you ever have those fears? I mean, I can't even imagine that you do, Kelly. But are there moments where, when you're sitting in these boardrooms and you think, how did I get here? How did this happen? I will tell you. I will tell you a thought that I have frequently is I need to do better, not from the standpoint of like beating myself up or like, you know, shaming myself, although I do have guilt and shame about like past mistakes that I've made or, you know, things that haven't worked out from a business standpoint that I have to like actively work on doing healing around. And I think that's, you know, that's natural. That's the human experience. But I do tend to identify places where I can do better. And I think to all the women out there, like you are good enough. Like that's why you are given the gifts that you're given. Like, and you don't have to be good to start, but you do have to start to get good. And I specifically shared a video actually on my Facebook feed last week that came up in my memories. And it was me on video nine years ago. And if you watch the video, like I'm so nervous and I'm so uncomfortable and it's so like rigid and not how I like naturally speak and interact and like it's not my persona at all and it's because I was very early on in my time being on camera and I was still really like paying attention to the camera and trying so hard to be perfect but you know what and I and I posted it and I shared it with everyone and I said look like this is nine years ago I was so uncomfortable so awkward but I did it anyway because I believe that there was something on the other side of that for me and I think that's for everyone listening like you have to believe that there's something on the other side for you and you have to be willing to run the reps and practice and and get good at whatever it is that you want to do. You know, we don't come out of the womb like good at whatever thing that we're destined to do. We have to build the skills that make us great so that we have the skill and the muscle built to to sustain success, right? And that's why it's so important to do that work to become good and to become successful because it's the only way that you have kind of that that meat, that weight behind you that that is going to do going to stick with you and and support you, you know, through the journey. I think people think that it should happen overnight, that it's yeah, something that, you know, I, re, people really believe that, that you just yeah. wake up and you have 200,000 followers on Instagram. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you're a published author and they think yeah. that all this happens, you know, within five months and it just, it's yeah. not. It will no, for sure. For sure. And I, you know, and the thing is about that is many times things that come very quickly also go very quickly. But things that are built slowly over time tend to be very, very solid and firm and strong. And so I think that's the thing to remember. Like everyone wants quick success. Everybody wants overnight success. But what you don't realize is like if you have overnight success, but you don't have the skill to support it, it will go away as quickly as it appeared. Whereas if you take the time to build it over time, you know, I call it laying the bricks of success. You know, you're going to have this very, very strong foundation that's going to serve you and support you for the rest of your life. Yes. And that can be in anything that you do. If you want to be a teacher, if you want to be a surgeon, I mean, that's anything, not just, you know, podcasting, author, that's in any realm, I believe. 100%. 
Yes. So success is subjective, Kelly. We all know that. And how do you personally define success and how has that definition evolved throughout your career? Yeah. I mean, like, yes, it's definitely evolved over the course of my career. I mean, I think like earlier on, because I came from, you know, a family where we struggled financially and, you know, there was like a lot around that. A huge part of my early career was focused on financial success because I wanted to get myself out of that situation. I want to get myself out of those circumstances. But, you know, as my career progressed and once I realized like, oh, okay, I've built the skills I know how to be financially successful. I know how to be, you know, financially stable. I could really look at the bigger picture of my life and say, like, what does success feel like to me? And what does that really mean to me? And, you know, success now is really like having a great family life. It's having peace, like internal peace. It's knowing that I'm using my gifts in a meaningful way to make a difference and to help people. It's operating as a role model with integrity in the online business space and being someone that as a CEO is making decisions that are worthy of being replicated, that can set a standard and set a bar, you know, for other people. And most importantly, you know, I used to think about, you know, legacy for my family in terms of the financial success that I was leaving, you know, for my daughter, for my husband, you know, whatever future generations and, you know, now I look at that really differently and, and I really am looking at that legacy now in terms of like, what can I pour into Madison? Like, what can I give her while I'm still here, while I'm still alive that then she's going to have to carry with her for the rest of her life? So trying to take a lot of what I learned as an adult that I wish I had learned, you know, younger, earlier and, you know, pour that into her so that she is able to be strong and independent and then go out and use her gifts for whatever, you know, that looks like for her, whatever is ahead of her. And I think the most important thing is you want what you feel and believe on the inside, in your heart and in your soul to be reflected in how you're living your life on the outside. And that congruence is, is success, right? That peace is success. And so, I think that we're very lucky that we have so much freedom of choice and we have so much power to shape our lives into whatever we want it to look like. And I think it's just a game of personal responsibility in being clear about what you want for your life and then making sure that every decision that you make backs that up and aligns with that outcome, right? Yes. And I love you just hit on a key point for me is passing along generational wisdom. And I feel like that is so lost today. 100%. People are not, it's really not taking the time to do it. People no, are, they're not. No, it, it's it's really crazy. And, you know, it's again, it's it's another cultural norm. And I think that, you know, the biggest thing we have to be weary of right now is like the culture is very, it's disintegrating very quickly. And so you know, thought leaders, people like us have to make unique and independent decisions as free thinkers about what we're doing to instill in our children and in the next generation beliefs and behavior and, wow. you know, wisdom that is going to make the world a better place and, and allow us to continue to evolve. Absolutely. I agree 100%. Yeah, I go back to facing tough times, Kelly, because like you said, there's so many people that are anxious. I've never seen so many anxious people before, depressed, 
you know, you are turning your clients towards faith. I love that you're doing that and offering that because this is something that a lot of them may not have been exposed to previous prior to you and interactions with you. So what words of wisdom besides faith, which is number one, what do you say to get people through tough times that are having like a bad week, a bad day, a bad month? Maybe their business has just plummeted in the past year. What do you say? A heart to heart from Kelly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. First God. (laughs) First God. And, And if you aren't familiar and you haven't ever had a relationship with God, you're loved. You were chosen to be created. There's nothing that is needed as an intermediary between you and having a relationship with your creator and just beginning to explore what could that mean for you and, and what could that be possible. And that might be picking up a book. It might be picking up the Bible. It might be picking up a Bible study. It might be dropping into a church one day when you've never been there before. I mean, it could be anything. But beyond that, it's recognizing that all of life is seasons. Everything in life is seasons. Everything in business is seasons, right? There's a winter, spring, summer, and fall. And I think that our culture makes people believe that it should be summer all the time. And when it's not summer, you're doing it wrong. There's something wrong with you. You're not successful. You're not measuring up. Everyone else is happy. You're unhappy. Everyone else is succeeding. You're not succeeding. When in their reality, everyone is just going through a different season at a different time that is shaping them for whatever is next on their path in their life. And it's unique to all of us. But, you know, good times tend to come out of hard times. Mm -hmm. It's in the hard times of sacrifice and planting and toiling and hard work that doesn't look like it's paying off. Those are the seasons of your life that are the most important seasons of your life that then cultivate the good harvest that comes next right? But if you never have those hard seasons where you're planting and you're toiling and you're investing and you're learning the hard lessons and you're doing the hard work, you're never going to have that big harvest. And I think people are confused when it's not harvest time all the time. And it's like, that, that's just not how things work. You're not doing it wrong. There's not something wrong with you. It's a time for learning. It's a time for growth. It's a time for reflection. It's a time for change. And many times we're made to feel growingly uncomfortable to get us to move to where we need to be, to get into the position that we're called to next for where the blessings are going to come for us. And I think recognizing that is really, really important. Kelly, that was so good. Like right now, I could stand up and do a tie touch. I mean, that's been how good. You're amazing. Talk for everyone. I don't even know what you could say to top what you just said. So good. Is there anything that you would like to leave our listeners with today? Because I'm I'm just so happy that so many more people are being exposed to you and your work. Um, So is there anything that you'd like to leave us with today? Yeah. I mean, I'm just I'm so happy to have this conversation. And, you know, obviously everyone here is in great hands with you, Heather. But I I think just, you know, believe in yourself and, and trust yourself and know that there is a plan for you and it's probably a much bigger and grander and more magnificent plan than you probably had in mind, which is why we feel disappointed and frustrated so often when things don't go our way. But that's usually because there is a bigger and a better plan on its way, but you need to learn some things and grow in some ways and have some more experiences to get you ready for that. So just, you know, trust the process and and just know that you are given your gifts for a reason. You're given your dreams for a reason. And just keep showing up each day. You know, I say it every day. 
I'm like, you just wake up in the morning, you put one foot in front of the other, right? Don't overthink it. Just keep putting one foot in front of the other. And, and eventually you'll look up and you'll be like, holy crap, I can't believe how far I've come, right? And that's how it goes. That's so true. How can we stay connected with you, Kelly? Yeah. Well, I would love to invite everybody to come check out The Kelly Road Show. I pour my heart into the show every single week. I release two episodes a week and we're celebrating next week a thousand episodes of the show. Come listen to The Kelly Road Show. Mindset, business strategy, sales, marketing, team, inspiration. Like just come and be a part of the conversation. Thank you so much, Kelly. Thanks, Heather. It's great being here. Thanks again for joining me today. It's been wonderful and the best way that you can say thank you to our guest for pouring into you is to scroll down in Apple Podcast and leave a review. Mention their name. Mention something that you've learned today, what you enjoyed about them, and that will make their year, I promise. Also, if you haven't already, tap the plus sign in the top right-hand corner You'll be subscribed, and that way you will never miss an episode. We want you here. I love you. I mean it. Jesus loves you even more. Can't wait to be with you again next time. Take care. A quick message from our legal team. Remember, I am a coach, not a therapist. Always seek the support of a therapist for clinical mental health issues.